Joining us right now, I'm still stunned to call him this. I never thought never. in all my years of watching NBA basketball and being a Net fan, I never thought when Steve Nash would drive me nuts, especially that, I think it was the triple overtime game against Jason Kidd in 06. Never that I think I would introduce him as the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets, but here he is, the brand new head coach of the Brooklyn Nets, the Hall of Fame point guard, Steve Nash. Coach, Joe and Evan, welcome. How are you? Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me, fellas. Welcome to New York. Um, when for you, you know, because you've been retired for I think it's about six years now. When did you say to yourself, "I want to coach in the NBA"? When did that thought really start to get into your head? So it's been a, it's been a progression, to be honest. You know, it's something I, I always knew I would love to do. Uh, it was just a matter of when is it right for me and, and my family, frankly. So, um, you know, it came together fairly quickly in that. I had this idea that I'd like to do it, but to actually, you know, put my name in the hat and, or to be willing to, to take this on, uh, was something that, that was more recent. And then part of that fairly is, is because of the unique opportunity with this, with this, with this team. So, uh, it's, it's pretty recent, but having said that, I've been, you know, informally preparing for this a long time. You know, Steve. It, you being uh, picked as the head coach of the Nets really came out of nowhere. I mean, uh, you know, my partner's a big Net fan. Uh, you know, nobody – when, when he when he told me you were the coach, I'm like, who? Um, I couldn't believe that, that it was Steve. How did it all come about that you wound up with this job? Well, Sean Marks and I have, have been friends for 20 years. We, we played against each other, um, you know, for our national teams. We played together in Phoenix. We played against each other in the league. And – We've had a great friendship, but also just a conversation that's been going on for 20 years uh, about, you know, best practices in the game and, and culture and, and all those things that are so important. So this has been, you know, a long-term conversation and friendship and relationship. There's a lot of trust there, uh, which I think was, was really important for, for me to be willing to take this next step. Um, you know, but it was uh, in the summer when I reached out and said, I, I, I'd like to do this. Will you consider me? It was when it all started. Did you think when you call up your old buddy, Sean, who you mentioned, known him for a long time with teammates together, when you call him up and say, you know what, I want to throw my hat in the ring, did you think you had a chance at the job? Did you think, you know what, I could end up with this thing? I did. I mean, I, I you know, based on our relationship and the conversations we've had for years, I thought that, you know, it was it was a good fit and, and that there was a good chance to, to be considered heavily. Um you know, you have to go through the process. You have to understand, um, are we in lockstep here with the way we think? Are we, you know, entering into this with a, with a, with a lot of common ground, common knowledge and understanding and, and all those things came to be true. But that wasn't, that wasn't something that I was, you know, I, I clearly I was expecting that having known Sean and being close to him and having these conversations for many years, you know, I, I, I you know, I would have been more surprised if he if he wasn't willing to consider based on all the time we spent going over things in this area. Well, I, I want to go back, actually, to when Sean first took the job because the Nets were a mess, as I'm sure you know. They had no draft picks forever. There were no expectations. A little bit different than the way it is now where the expectations are winning a championship. Back in the spring of 2016, you know, Marks has taken over. He's looking for a new head coach. He eventually hires Kenny Atkinson, who did a hell of a job. He's your long-term friend. You've had a lot of conversations, like you said. Did you ever talk about the job back then? Like, was it ever a possibility of you coaching the team uh, four years ago? No, 
No, I wasn't personally. I wasn't ready. You know, I I needed to have more space. I think from the game, gain a new perspective, take care of my family, um, kind of a, you know to be honest, decompress from a career and kind of go through that uh, that healing process of of losing an identity and in a sense becoming someone else for for you know for many more years, hopefully, than I was a basketball player. So I think I had to go through that process personally. I had to take care of my family and make sure that, you know, that was a priority to me as it is to everyone. But it was something that I, I had earned that space to be able to be really integral, day-to-day, hands-on dad, and that was important to me. And and I think this is a moment in time where this is a great situation for me personally, but it's also great for my family. Talking to the uh, new coach of the Brooklyn Nets, Steve Nash. Steve, now uh, you have a pretty good relationship with Kevin Durant as well. Uh, am I correct? Uh, you, you yeah. I know you were with the Warriors. Uh, how about that? Yeah, I mean, we, we have a great relationship. It goes back to when I was finishing my career. We used to work out in the summer at times. We, you know, when I finished playing, I would work him out and and, and you know help him with his game where I could. Um, and then obviously with the Warriors, we got to work more closely and. We have, we have a history and relationship, and I feel, you know, obviously uh, a great connection to him. So that 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 plays a big role as well. You know, I, you go into a situation, especially as a as a rookie coach and somebody that, um, you know, I was I was look. There was there was other opportunities throughout the, the past few years, but this is a situation that I, you know, I really obviously felt attracted to for all the things you know, Kevin, Kyrie, the roster itself, the, the organization, the growth they've had, uh, building kind of a, the foundational elements to it, the culture and, and the way they, they behave and operate is, is, you know, there's been a lot of work done since, like you said, you know, the last five plus years. So that was really important in Kevin's relationship and, and you know, the, the ability to, to step into a situation and be able to connect with the star player is really important. Now, I remember reading a few years ago that after Durant goes to Golden State and wins an NBA championship, you're working out with him, as you said, you've, you know, you've hung out with him, you know him, you have a relationship with him, that he didn't feel fulfilled. You know, that he was despondent a little bit after winning a title. Now, I'll tell you, as a Net fan, they win a title, I will be very fulfilled, okay? And I'll, I'll build a statue for you in my basement, too, by the way. But what did you learn about... Kevin and what actually fulfills him and what you need to do as the head coach of this team to not only fulfill people like me who are net fans who just want to win, but keep your superstar happy and fulfilled. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that quote was, but I think if I had to say, you know, I think it was more a comment on Kevin's kind of inquisitive and open nature of how he's continually striving to get better and to grow as a person. Um, you know, I guess maybe it was a, uh, a statement like that. It's not all about winning. It's about the process and the journey and that self-realization and growth, you know, that keeps him engaged. And so, um, look, he's, Kevin is obsessed with the game of basketball. He loves it. I think he, he works as hard and, and has this passion for the game that very few people have. And that's why he's so great on top of having, you know, obvious gifts, but, um, you know, I don't worry about Kevin as far as trying to win basketball games. You know, that's uh, he loves the game. He loves to play, loves to compete, wants to win, is an unselfish superstar. So there's so many things that we can be grateful for to, to try him out there every night. You know, Steve, how about the situation you come into? Because it's a precious situation. I mean, uh, you know, you got Durant, you got Kyrie, uh, you got a guy like Karis Levert. I mean, we'll see what the roster looks like next year, but 
uh, you got to win. I mean, you get a guy like Kevin Durant. I mean, the Nets, it's about winning a championship and winning it very, very soon. How about coming into that, you know, pressure cooker that you're going to be coming into? Well, that's part of the reason why I wanted to do it, uh, frankly. You know, I think to, to jump in, um, you know, and to move my family across the country it was largely to be put in the fire and to, to compete and try to meet these challenges. That's exciting to me. And so um, that's the expectations are, are something I'm well aware of and actually was what made this an exciting opportunity. What I'm unsure of as a fan, because I haven't seen all these guys play together, none of us have. I mean, Kevin didn't play last year. We know about Kyrie Irving missing a lot of time, is what this roster is going to look like. I'm sure you've watched this team in the bubble where they actually overperformed. I mean, they got me giddy after what they did in the bubble. Obviously, the playoffs were a disaster. When you look at this core, the way Karras played, the way Jared Allen played in the bubble, guys that weren't there, Spencer Dinwiddie, Joe Harris better be back next year. It'd be a disgrace if they don't re-sign him. Do you think... In your opinion, this should be the core of this roster, or do you think changes need to be made? Do you expect there to be major changes made to this roster going into next year? Well, I, I, you know, like I, I'm approaching it in that the NBA is transactional. You never know. Things always happen. Everyone's always trying to improve their roster. But I, I come in looking at, at having a sense of excitement and, and, and being grateful for the roster we have. So uh, I look at it at, at the bare minimum. We, this is our roster. Let's prepare to be the best team we can be with this roster. And I think there's plenty of versatility, skill, depth, talent for us to be successful. So I expect this core to be there. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm planning on this core being there. But in the NBA, you have to be adaptable and know that anything can happen. So uh, I'm looking at our group. I'm, I'm planning around, around this group uh, wholeheartedly and, you know, trying to put this group in the best position in both sides of the ball to succeed. Uh, I'm not you know, um, pa- putting this on pause and seeing what we can do with the roster. I'm, I'm quite comfortable, happy, and to be honest, I'm thrilled with the roster. How do you expect to use Karras in this offense? Obviously, his role in the bubble was completely different. The ball was in his hands. Mm-hmm. He was a major facilitator. It's going to be a little different when you got Kevin out there and you got Kyrie out there. I'm sure you've already thought about it. How do you envision using and the role of Karras Levert next year? Well, I, you know, first of all, Karras was great, and uh, I've known Karras for a few years, and I've always admired his game. He's continuing to grow and perform really well in the bubble. He's, you know, a great piece for us. Um, it, it, the NBA, is, it, as we as we watch the playoffs unfold, it seems to be increasingly about who can contain the ball, and vice versa, who who can create penetration, break down the defense, and cause problems and create high value shots. So. Harris is a guy that can attack and make the first domino fall. So along with Kevin, um, Kyrie, and Spencer is, is terrific at that. So we have these pieces, and it's about making them fit together, complement one another. Um, you know, I think he, there's a lot to be determined, but Karras is versatile. Karras, uh, you know, he could he could start, uh, you know, he could be try to fit into that Ginobili role where he comes off the bench but closes games. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it's 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 all to be determined, but I just feel you know, excited to have a player with his caliber, his ability, his gr- continued growth. Another player who loves the game, and you know, as a coach, it's a gift when you have a bunch of guys that love the game. And so we have a lot of them, and that's one of the reasons why Karras continues to grow, and he'll be a huge piece for us. 
Uh, how about how about coaching a guy like Kyrie Irving? I mean, we all know what kind of talent he has, but you know, I mean, Kyrie is 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 certainly a different kind of guy. I mean, uh, you know, uh, you you were a great point guard, no question about it. Uh, how about how about coaching a guy like Kyrie Irving? Well, Kyrie's one of my favorite players of all time. I mean, he is a magician with the ball. His skill level's off the chart. He's highly intelligent and creative. Um, he's definitely you know, a unique individual too, but I look at it as like, this is a guy that just gave $1.5 million to, to the WNBA players. He's done things uh, in our communities uh, through COVID. Uh, he, he's continually extending himself to help our community. So for me, I have a great relationship with Kai, but I can't wait to get to know him more, understand him more and what drives him and, and to see how, you know, how deep, creative, and, and thoughtful this guy is to be doing all these things off the court while still maintaining playing the game at an incredible level uh, with a skill level that, that takes hours and hours of. I don't know if we lost uh, yeah. Steve Nash, yeah, the did. new head coach of the Brooklyn Nets, as he was talking about Kyrie Irving. Because one thing I definitely want to ask him about when it comes to Kyrie and Kevin, who he has a relationship with Durant, as he pointed out earlier, yep, yep. is the difference between knowing someone, being a confidant of someone, even being a friend of someone, and coaching someone, and having to make difficult decisions. Not that I expect Kyrie Irving to be riding the bench in the fourth quarter of a, of a close game, but when you are the head coach of a basketball team, sometimes you're going to have to make decisions that your star players aren't going to love. And how that relationship gets altered when that has to occur. You know, because it is a little bit different. Sure. It is a little bit different as compared to, you know, when Kevin Durant could talk about how unfulfilled he felt or what he thought about the Warrior offense. And you've got Steve as this Hall of Fame point guard who can listen to him as opposed to the guy making the tough decisions. And that's a part of being the head coach of this basketball team. So... I'm, I'm intrigued by that. So we'll try to get him back in a second and try to finish off some thoughts with Steve Nash, who had a hell of a career. I mean, the guy won the MVP twice. Twice. a Hall of Fame point guard. Yeah, yep. twice. That's not bad. Right. right. Hall of Fame point guard and now gets the opportunity to coach this basketball team. And, you know, it's funny. You look back at coaches who have taken over without any experience, which Steve now joins. It's a long list. Yeah. You know, it's not as if this is. Well, Steve Carr. Steve Carr. Yeah. Steve Kerr. And look, guys have gone that way, like with a different route. You know, Jason Kidd, I think, was the, the weirdest. Did Popovich Be- never coach before he coached the Spurs, did he? No, I, you know what Pop was doing? I think Pop was upstairs. Yeah, no, I know that. That's what I yeah. said. So he, he, he basically walked in without. How about Nick Nurse? I, I never, oh. Nick Nurse never coached. Well, but before. Nick was on the coaching staff. Okay, okay. But still, he wasn't a head coach, though. Yeah. No, I mean, going from no, I like, know not totally, being on a totally. staff. Right, totally out of it. Right, but right. but the kid the kid thing was so different because he went straight from playing, you know, right from right. like you right. heard Steve saying, "I need some time to decompress, be with his family," which makes a lot of sense. Kid went straight from playing. Anyhow, we have him back, Coach That's Steve. Good. Nash. sorry we lost you. Um, I was I was bringing it up before. How about the challenge of you know being friends with Kevin, watching Kyrie? You said he's one of the best, uh, one of the the guys you love to watch. And then having that coach-player relationship, that dynamic change in the relationship between being a confidant and a friend to now being the head coach. How about the challenge of that? Well, you know, it, you know, if, when I say friendship, it's not like we're, we're going out for beers together. You know, <laughs> we have a relationship. And, uh, and, and, but frankly, like a lot, our relationship's built on the game of basketball. So it's, it's not that different. I'm always trying to push challenge um, and, and have a – 
you know, um, in a sense, a teacher-pupil relationship with Kevin. That's that's been the, the heart of our relationship. So I, I don't see it being right. like a problem. Like, hey, we can't hang out anymore because we weren't hanging out. We were just, right. We were hanging out on the court. You know, we were we were working at the game and trying to push and get get everything he could out of himself. And uh, so that that's that's I don't see that as being a challenge. How about coming to New York, Steve? I mean, you know, your, your first coaching job is, is right into the fire in New York. I mean, how, how about that? Any Was there any reservations about co- coaching here? No, I love New York City. I love Brooklyn. I love I, – I spent over 10 summers in the city uh, when I was a player. So I'm comfortable here. I know the city well. Lots of friends. Lots of uh, familiarity with the city. Uh, the intensity, pressure, that's, that's what you play for. You know, you, that's – you know, I, I didn't necessarily sign up for an easy ride. Um, you know, it was going to be a challenge, going to be tough, and uh, and 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 risking, you know, putting yourself in that position of risk where things might not work out. It's a high-profile position where failure, you know, it hmm. could unceremoniously uh, send you on your way. That's that's what you sign up for. That's what you enjoy. And at this stage of my life, um, that's what excited me about the opportunity. If this was a developmental situation, I probably wouldn't have decided it was time. I wanted to right, pack my right. family up and move across sure. the country. So I did, I, you know, I'm well aware, and that's what I signed up for. When I think of your playing career and who coached, I think of Don Nelson, I think of Mike D'Antoni. I'm sure you've obviously had other coaches, but those are the two guys that jump out at me. Do you see yourself like Mike D'Antoni as a coach? Who do you see yourself kind of being like as a head coach in the NBA? I don't really look at it like that. I think I'll definitely be influenced heavily by Mike and and Don Nelson and you know Alvin Gentry and Danny, you know all the coaches I got to play for. But I, you know, I really have to be myself. I think it's important in a leadership position to be completely true to who you are, be authentic, be yourself. You know, otherwise it, it just never resonates, and or you get to a deeper level of relationship with your players and understanding. So. I think it's important. Um, you know, I can't tell you because I've never been in that seat. Am I going to be, you know, uh, energetic and crazy and yelling at refs on the sideline? We won't know until I get out there. But that doesn't feel like that's that's me. Um, but getting out there and learning and growing and being in that position and making adjustments on the fly, those are things I haven't experienced. But what I have experienced, you know, is leading a team for almost two decades, being a coach on the floor and being integral to the coaching staff from a player perspective. So I feel confident that I'm going to bring a lot to the table, but I definitely have a lot to learn and I'm going to have a staff and support system that's going to collaborate and build something together. Do you have a sense, you know, after watching Kenny Atkinson for a couple of years, I know what his identity was and what he wanted the team to be. Do you know right now as you sit here today, because you have an idea what this roster is going to look like. There may be changes, but you know KD's there, Kyrie obviously. Do you have a sense of what the identity of this basketball team is going to be? Well, the first thing you think about as a coach, at least from my perspective, is that we have to be successful defensively. You know, we have to protect the basket and the paint. Uh, we have to be able to match up with a variety of, of, of teams. And we want to frame everything against the top end of the league. You know, we want to frame what we're building as how will it stand up under pressure, how will it stand up against the best offenses and the best players in the league. So, you know, the first thing that I think of is devising a defense uh, system schemes that suit our personnel and allows us to be successful at that end of the floor. Offensively, you know, we, we're we going to do the same. We're going to adapt to our playing staff, but I think we're built for the modern game, and we're going to obviously let that thing grow organically in some respects, but I definitely come in with my principles, wanting to play quickly, make quick decisions, space the floor, mm. attack off the dribble, share the ball, 
Um, you know, so on a high level, I think that's no surprise given my history and the teams I played for, but it also suits the way the game is played now. Steve, any problem with Jacques Vaughn being on your staff, you know, considering he was the at least coach for the uh, you know second half of the season? Well, he, he, listen, I'm I'm so fortunate to have him. He, uh, you know, it's a it's a got to be a gut punch to, you know, to do so well in the bubble and to be here for years that he has been here. And, and he's an incredible person, of the highest character, incredibly professional and prepared. He'll be a head coach in this league again for sure. Um, I need him, and uh, I'm lucky that he, you know, had the humility and character to to want to come back and 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 do this with me. So. Um, I'm grateful, and uh, I'm going to learn a lot from Jock, and you know, we're going to help build this thing together. Before you accepted the job, did you have chats with some of the guys on the roster, whether it's you know Durant and Kyrie get the headlines, but anybody else? Were there conversations about this job before it became official and you accepted it? Um, I did talk to Kevin um, closer to the to the actual uh, coming to coming to fruition but um that and largely that's we have a relationship it would be weird not to to talk to him but uh you know i i didn't even really need to talk to kevin i mean i know what he's all about what he stands for um but i did get a chance to talk to well, him when and, you when you spoke to kevin and you said hey you know i don't, I don't know what you call him kd kev you know i'm gonna take the net coaching job what was his response? Did he laugh? Was he excited? Was he shocked? Like, what was his response when you told him that you were, you know, involved in the net coaching job? He was excited. Um, you know, that was important to me that he was excited and that he wanted this to happen. Um, so that. Oh, I think we lost Steve, but you know what? We we took him enough time. It was probably yeah. Aaron Harris saying, "You know what? You've you've yeah. abused the time." So he right. clicked the phone, which I get. Right. But he gave Aaron, the answer. Aaron. Kevin was excited. Aaron's Which, ready for the Jet game Sunday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but thanks to Steve Nash, and we wish him yeah, all the best. Yeah. He's the new head coach of the best Brooklyn Best of luck Nets. to you, Steve, uh, yes. in, in Brooklyn, for sure. Yes, and, that, and you better win. Yeah. You better win. But he knows hopefully, that. Hopefully my my partner's saying good things about him as the uh, days go on. <laughs> we'll I see. do like I do like the fact that he knows what he's getting into. I mean, he knows the yeah, expectations well, he he are monstrous. He, said, he said he wouldn't have taken the job if it wasn't – he wouldn't have taken, like, a rebuilding job. He wasn't right. taking that. Well, and that's why he wasn't going to take the job four years ago. I only brought that up because of the fact that him and Marks have been, you know, BFFs right, basically right. for 20 years. Well, Marks gets his first GM job, you know, maybe he calls year. his buddy. The Nets next year are going to be, you know, hopefully the year goes to, we have, you know, no glitches in the year. People are in the building and everything. Right. Uh, I tell you, it's they're going to be a fascinating team next year. There's no doubt about oh, it. Oh, no doubt. What's so weird about Steve Nash is that he's this Hall of Fame point guard. And I think you feel this way, that I don't have any – Ill feelings towards. Yeah, I don't I have no, love him. No, neg- no negativity. You know, like he never took anything away from the any team. You know, from the Knicks or anything. Right. Uh, I I just looked at him as a great player. Yeah, I, that's I never it. Had any kind of uh, anything when it came to Steve. Yeah, Nash, the, so. the only thing personally I always think of is me and my buddy one night went to the Meadowlands to watch Nets Suns, and it was this just classic battle where Nash had a game tying three at the end of regulation, and he outdueled Jason Kidd. And I was I was ticked off that night, but it was a regular season game in 2006. You know, right? I right. got over it. Outside of that, he's just this this great player. Yeah, that's, yep. you know, I don't love him. I don't hate him, but right. That'll change because I will either <laughs> yeah. love him or hate him. Yes, there will be an opinion on Steve Nash. I will have an opinion. That, that, absolutely. that will be happening very, very soon. There's no question about I, it. I could be dead wrong. I could be dead wrong. But from our conversation with Sean Marks a month and a half ago, and even briefly what Steve Nash said, I believe the Nets are going to do something big during the offseason. I don't know what it is. No, I don't no. know if I'm going to like it, yeah. but 
I, I kind of expect changes. Yeah. And I, I, don't I don't know, know. if I'd mess with Karis LeVert, man. I, I, I just, I don't know if I would do that. No, I, I lean towards no. I mean, look, if right, the, uh, if, if, if Giannis is turning down his super max, <laughs> of course, then I'll, I'll right. trade Karis LeVert. We got to get to Giannis too, because I, you know, come on. I mean, what, what a, what a major disappointment the Bucks were. Well, I mean, you know what? That's a good idea. We'll get to that next. Get, the latest, that the latest I, from know. the NBA playoffs and Giannis. Please. You're right. And then we will get to the Mets and the Yankees as well as they both try to win tonight. The manager of the Mets, Luis Rojas, will join us at 5.30, so there's still plenty to discuss. But we'll get to the NBA playoffs coming up next. Beningo and Roberts here on The Fan. The football season is here, and you can track the latest news, odds, and information at betonline.net. And while stadiums won't be full, game action will be loaded. Which players will step up to lead their team? Is there still a home field advantage? Will offense or defense dominate these early weeks of the season? Follow along at betonline.net as the top teams in football begin their journey to Tampa. Available online or your mobile device. Check out the site today. Bring the game home at betonline.net.